Hello, my friends. Sorry, it's been two weeks. I'm going to go ahead and fill you in on a couple things that's been going on. Well, first, let me tell you this. If you're not connecting with me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, go under Christina Smith McCulley and find me. I want to be your friend. I want to hear back from you. Also, if you want to leave a review on this podcast on Apple, that would be great. Great, great. Also, I have a really cool Facebook group. Um, you just go to ins- no, go to Confessions with Christina, or you can go and message me on Facebook, and I can just go ahead and put you in the group. Um, it's just like kind of a inner circle where I do a lot more. Uh, it's mostly all women. I think I've gotten rid of all the men, maybe. <laughs> that sounded rude. I mean, but it's like a just a, a place, you know. So do that for me. And let me throw this introduction here because I'm just going to jump right into it and tell you guys what's been going on. And what? Okay. See you in a minute. That's it. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Well, hi, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God, He continues to remind me He is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with Him, He reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. So first of all, it took me 20 minutes to figure out how to turn my microphone back on, even though I've been using it for, what, since June now. I had it plugged in the wrong spot. That kind of probably describes how my mind has been the past two weeks. Just absolutely racing. I don't know. And then the confusion. I don't know if that's past COVID stuff or what, but just kind of confused about things. And But then on the flip side, racing. And I have been like trying to figure out like, is it ADHD? What about, what am I chasing? Like chasing dopamine? I'm telling y'all, I have went on a spiral. If you know me in real life, I've probably told you that because I'm an overshare also. And so I would probably message you and tell you like, oh, this has been going on with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I really like to do podcasts on things that are going on in my life, but I really don't know how to relate that to being a Christian. So we're going to wait and let God tell me how I can relate that because I know there's an answer to slowing these racing thoughts down. It probably is just as simple as like getting more sleep and eating better. But, you know, we like to do it the hard way. We like to do it the hard way. So that's where I'm at with that. Um... I have been still recovering from COVID. I had a COVID rash that broke out during COVID and about drove me absolutely insane with itching. Um, doesn't hurt, but the itch is like unbearable. Really bad in the mornings and late at night, all night long, keeps me awake. It kind of doesn't matter what I take, but when I do take some itching medicine, then I'm like really groggy, but can't sleep. Does anybody have that? Like um, any medicine that's supposed to put me to sleep, makes me feel very groggy but like hyper inside I mean if you know you know if you don't then I don't know how to explain it but um so then I'm groggy the next day it's very hard to get going and motivated to do anything in fact I've been laying on my bed all day dressed makeup on ready to make some TikToks but yet just can't get up and I'm like Christina get up make the podcast 
Don't wait till tomorrow. Make the podcast because you'll put it off and you won't do it. And then the enemy wins again, right? So I sent my kids to the dollar store. I was like, I'm getting in the closet, making the podcast, starting on the podcast at least. If they get home in the middle of this, I might have to stop and deal with that and then come back. But, you know, oh, also, if you know me in real life, you know I got a dog. I ain't never had a dog. I love her. She's so sweet. She kind of stinks sometimes, but that's okay. She's so sweet. She'll just come put her head on you. You know, I was thinking, why do we love animals so much? Can you tell how high I am? Like, seriously, my mind is just full blast. But why do we love animals so much? I think it's because they love on us. Like, they always love on you. And with humans, they might be loving one minute, but then a total annoying the next. Like, my seven-year-old, I mean, I love him so much, but he tries to annoy the fire out of everybody. Like, this morning, I said, hand me that battery. So, he puts it in his toes and curls his toes around it. I don't have the battery. I don't have the battery. Mom, I don't have the battery. I don't have the battery. And just kept on. So, I'm, like, ignoring him because, like, I wanted to throw him. And he's like, Mama, Mama, do you need the battery? I don't have the battery. Just, I'm like... Colin, Colin, oh, wow, wow. You know, just, mm, God love him. I love him. I do. I love him so much. All right. So I know I've talked about this before, but it's worth talking about again because I've been walking through it and I want to show you, I want to tell you what God showed me. Um, And yeah, we're going to talk about forgiving when it's so hard. Now, listen, last weekend, my anxiety was so bad. It was like racing, racing, racing. Um, today it's better, but it's still kind of trying to race. Uh, last weekend I was looking for everything it might be, you know, like just whatever. And God showed me, I had some unforgiveness in my heart that was totally, I say justifiable, but is anything really justifiable when we're dealing with like what God did, you know, what Jesus did, but you know, justifiable in human terms to be upset about a situation and it was in my heart, and I was holding a grudge, um, clearly not being rude to the person, but just totally icing them out. I mean, just totally icing them out. So, um, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that's rude, but I just felt like I had that right, you know. Um, but let me tell you, let me show you what God showed me. So, he showed me a vision of me just like walking past them and icing them out and he showed me like me having my nose up in the air like a pharisee like i'm better than you i you know you did this i'm not going to forgive you but yet everything i've done i expect god to forgive me but it's different with you because you did this even though i've done this this and this you know what i mean so when he showed me that i'm like oh man and he, he said, how, how is anyone going to go closer to me if you're not showing grace and mercy? Because you're my hands and feet. And same thing with, you know, all of us Christians. We're his hands and feet. So if we're not showing grace and mercy and we're representing him, that's not a correct representation. And the person that sees it is not seeing a correct representation of Jesus, you know? And so that was really, like, hit me in my stomach. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know what to do, though. I don't know what to do. This person, you know, has done this and, and hurt me. And what, I mean, what am I supposed to do about that? And he started showing me scriptures, had me looking up things. We're going to go over that. And it's been hard. Of course, it's been hard. You know, we hold people accountable for things they've done to us, yet forgetting that Jesus doesn't hold us accountable for anything once we give our life to him. 
that he doesn't remember our sins and that we that he is faithful to forgive when we come to him and confess and repent and repentance means changing your way so if god showed me this and showed me that i wasn't representing him well and i decided oh i don't care i'm gonna do it anyways that's not repentance right that's not repentance at all so that's a really important thing that i learned is that i'm gonna mess up and whenever the holy spirit shows me i just need to repent and confess and get on with life because you know Two years ago, one year ago, I would have beat myself up for that. Like, oh, I thought I was representing Jesus, and here I look like a snotty Pharisee. But when he shows us, we say, thank you. Thank you for showing us that. And then we follow Jesus in what he would have us do. You know, that's, you know, when when people think, oh, Jesus doesn't remember your sins from um, the east is to the west. and da-da. Some people take that as like, well, that's hyper grace. That means you can do whatever you want to do and not care. But as a follower of Christ, when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, if you really have accepted him as your Savior, you trust him with your life, then that Holy Spirit is going to lead and convict you. And you're not going to just do whatever you want to because it's a free pass to heaven. You're not going to. That's not... I don't, I don't, I don't know a person's heart, so I'm not here to judge. But I'm just saying that we will mess up as a Christian. We listen, we talk to, uh, to our Father about it, and then we obey. To think that you'll never mess up again is ridiculous. Or to think I can mess up every single day on purpose and do what I want to do, but I gave my life to Jesus at the altar one day. You know what I mean? Like it's just not, you know. You know what I mean? So he showed me, I'm totally getting off subject. I just jumped back on here. I know you probably couldn't tell it was Paul's, but my friend Adam called and I was talking to him. And then he told me there was like 1.1 million views on a um, Facebook uh, reel I had put on there. And I'm like, what? Of course, it's the one with my microneedling results, which for about five or six days, I looked like scary. My husband's like, why did you pay for that? But then it, it turns out really good. It's worth it. But I was going back through the comments, and of course, I mean, people are like getting into it on there about whether you should do it or not. You should use this pro. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like TikTok all over again. But um, I just enjoy stuff like that, but I don't let the drama get to me. Listen, I have learned to block and delete and move on. Like, I am not getting into drama at all. It just messes up my peace. And you know what? It puts me in resentment again. And that's what had me in so much anxiety last weekend is that grudge holding And it doesn't matter if we're holding a grudge against the grocery store or against a person or against traffic. We need to quickly get rid of that because it's like cancer. It just grows and then you feed it and it grows more and more and more. And that's what God was showing me that, that his grace and mercy. So here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. And then we'll go into some verses. But I was talking to God and I'm like, yeah, but they messed up. And he was like, I know that. Hold on. I think somebody's in my house. Hold on. Okay, it was just my daughter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was, like, talking to God. I'm like, yeah, but they've done this. And he's like, I know that. They know that. Like, you're not the the jury. Like, you're not the lawyer, you know? And I was like, yeah, but, I mean, I, it's like I'm letting them get away with it. He's like, no, it's not. Like, you're letting them get away with it. I know what happened. I see it. You know, like we think when we forgive somebody or we let it go, because I've learned that um, forgiveness, I thought that forgiveness was just like me constantly saying, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them. But listen, somebody said this to me the other day. It was so, so good. They said 
the tongue is the tattletale for the heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's good. I'm writing that down because I was telling her about something that somebody had said about somebody else. And it like, I was like, hmm, you're jealous of them. And I was, I was telling my, my friend we were talking about, I said, you know, it's funny that we think we're not certain things, but when it comes out of our mouth, if we would just listen, we would know what's in our heart, you know? And so even though I'm steady saying, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, what is really coming out of my mouth when I'm not talking to God about it? You know, like when I'm talking to other people, like it's the same story coming out. Am I telling it a lot? Am I angry when I tell it? Like, that's what's in my heart. So I could say all day, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them. What's in my heart? The tongue will tattletale on the heart, right? So um, I was saying I forgive them, but yet, I, you know, I knew I could tell it was still grudging. So I was talking to God about it, and he was like, forgiveness is letting it go. I'm like, letting it go? What? Yes, forgiveness is taking your hands off of it. Like, I'm not going to hold it against them anymore. Like, oh, that's hard. And I was like, well, God... But they're not they're not having to pay for what they did. And he was like, Are you the judge? I was like, Oh, you called me out. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I mean, do I want humans judging my mistakes? No, I want I want to talk to I want to you know, I want God to deal with me, like or you know, forgive me. <laughs> but we think we have to hold people accountable. Well, listen, we're not Holy Spirit. We think we have to remind people what they did. Listen, we're not a lawyer. We think we have to make people pay for what they did. We're not a judge and a jury. He is all that, and he is faithful to be all that. So it's not my job to keep holding it against somebody. Now, does it make it seem like if you're nice to them, they got away with it? Well, you know, there has to be boundaries. Boundaries are very healthy. That's also another thing I'm studying on. Boundaries are very, very healthy. And there needs to be boundaries when it comes to dealing with someone who has, you know, lost your trust or hurt you or um, done something wrong against you, betrayed you. There needs to be better boundaries there maybe, but it doesn't mean that we have, that we're justified to be rude or hateful to them. I know that's hard. I know it is because toxic people, you know, if they're toxic and you you have to be around them, like let's say a family member, oh, you're like, uh, now there are some people that you don't have to be around and it's okay to cut them off. You're, you know, you're not being rude to them and all, but when you're around someone and you have to be around them and you are being rude or icing them out, that's not how Jesus wants us to be. Look how he treated Judas. He knew that Judas was going to betray him, but yet he, he, he ate with him. He fed him. He even kissed him on the cheek. Like he had to be around him. Let's say that Judas was your toxic mother-in-law I don't know I love my mother-in-law she passed away a few years ago I love her so I'm not this is not an example for me but let's just use that for an example let's say you have a very toxic manipulative mother-in-law and you have to be around them at family events that doesn't mean that you have to um, share your life with them or spend a lot of time with them but when you pass them being respectful and speaking I believe is how Jesus wants us to be I don't think he wants me walking past somebody with my nose stuck in the air like I'm better than them, like I hadn't messed up. You know what that's showing? That's that's basically saying that I've never messed up. What you did was unforgivable, but yet me, I've never, I've never messed up. And that's not true. God is gracious to forgive us. So is that making any sense at all? Because I know this is a, a touchy subject. 
I know it is. When people hurt us, hurt our children, hurt people we love, it is very hard to let it go. Very, very, very hard. But basically, is let, letting it go is like just releasing that grasp of waiting for an apology. Because I've talked about this before. What is an apology going to do for you? Honestly, what, what's it going to do for you? What is them admitting that they did that going to do for you? Is it going to take it away? Is it going to rewind time? No, it's not. In the grand scheme of things, what is it really going to do? In fact, it might kind of have a reversal. Like if they did admit that they did that or they did apologize, then you might feel pity for them and still need boundaries, but yet be very torn on like, oh man, I, well, they admitted it. Now I need to let them back in my life. But yet, no, the boundaries need to be there. Does that make any sense? Like he showed me that too. Like God was like, well, what's it going to do for you if they admit it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, am I going to be like, ha ha, I was right? No. So, you know, if they do, and if they do apologize, great. But to wait for it is very detrimental. I just use a really big word. Do y'all know that I never use really big words? Like, I'm feeling like on my A game, once I got started with this, I'm like on point now. Okay, so um, holding on to it. Yeah, holding on to it. It's going to get into your heart. It's going to come out of your mouth. It's just going to eat you alive. I was telling you earlier about me repeating, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them. But yet I could, t- I could tell I ha- I could tell there was still a lot of bitterness in my heart. And when I was talking to God, I was like, Father, help me to forgive them. And he, he just kind of showed me, child, let it go. It's a choice, not a feeling. It's a commandment, not an option. It's an action. Let going of something is an action. It is, um, it's not an emotion. So it's not like, oh, well, I feel like I've forgiven them. Well, have you though? Because that's what I was saying. The action is to release. That's what the action is. The action is to let go of the hold. Just throwing your hands up and saying, okay, it's yours. And every time it comes back in your mind, to remind yourself, no, I've let, that, I've let it go. I've let it go. I'm not going to hold that against them. And our emotions say, oh, no, they need to be held accountable. They hurt you because the emotions are there as, remember we talked about last week or two weeks ago, the emotions are there as warning lights, as a warning of your hurt. Here's your emotion for being hurt. You need to protect yourself. See, the body, the soul is not, the the soul is not, and the flesh is not like neither right nor wrong is there to protect you. Does that make sense? Like that's the only thing it knows to do is to protect when the holy spirit comes and lives inside of us he starts changing that and letting us see things in a different way but as we are born physically we are born with this protection mentality that's why we get angry that's why we get mad that's why we get upset because the mind is like protect yourself protect it don't let this happen again you know it's kind of like a computer it's not right it's not wrong it's just it does that make any sense i feel like i'm probably rambling um so as i was thinking about how do I let it go well how do I let it go how do I let it go I also remember this other podcast I listened to it was really really good I think it was um I want to give her credit called undefeated life maybe she was talking about the grace space and how anything that we you know which we can't do anything on our own honestly we have to be grafted into the to the uh, branch right or to the um, vine wait is the vine the vine and the branch or branch of vine. Um, we have to be grafted into Jesus. So 
when we try to forgive out of our flesh, it's not going to work. But if you're in the grace space, if you're in it with Jesus, he will give you the power and the grace to walk that out. That's how come whenever we hear people going through losing a loved one, we're like, I could never imagine dealing with that. Well, yeah, because you don't have that grace for that time in your life yet because it hasn't happened or, you know, like it's a special grace for a special place when it happens. Oh, that was good. I need to tweet that. If I tweeted, I would tweet that. I don't tweet. See, I heard that on a podcast too and I was just copying it like tweet. He's, he was like, tweet this. And I'm like, I don't tweet. But um, that's that place of grace is so powerful to give us the power and the strength to do what we need to do. We can't do it in our own flesh. We have to have him. We have to have him. Um, And that's where the power comes from to be able to let the offense go. Just let it go. And what a testimony. What a testimony that, and that's my prayer, is that this person is restored with Jesus and that they, you know, come into a relationship with him and, um, and that they see as an example that, you know, not thanking me for giving them grace because I sure can't do that. Jesus living inside of me is the only reason I could give grace. That's it. And mercy. So, you know, that that would be a testimony to the goodness of God and how he brings peace to our life. And we don't have to hold on to bitterness. You know, people die of being bitter. They die. I heard a story at church um, last Sunday or whatever Sunday, this lady, um, her daughter, I think was maybe at college or something, maybe, I don't know, she was somewhere. Anyways, these two men, I don't think, I think she might have stopped to help them on the side of the road or stopped to help them. Anyways, they got in her car, she must have let them in. I think they stopped, I think she stopped to help them. Um, they, uh, once they got in her car, they made her drive to a field, they raped her and killed her. I mean, the mama was just, of course, I think the daughter was like, you know, 21 or something, probably at college. The the mom was just devastated, devastated. And they did catch them and they went to prison and she just couldn't even find words of how much she hated them, of course. I mean, of course, she has every right. And she went to this um, group therapy and there was people in there that had been bitter and angry for 30 years. And it showed all over their face, all over their voice. I mean, it was just, she thought, I do not want to live in this prison. Help me. Help me, God. Help me to figure out how to get out of this prison. And he started showing her how she has to release it and let him deal with it and let it go. And she actually went and visited the person. Once she was able to let it go, she went and visited them. And they were, I mean, just crying with just remorse. At the time, though, at the at the jury, I think the person had no remorse at all. Like, none. Um, and I don't know if she went and visited And I'm not saying that's what everybody has to do. She did what she felt the Holy Spirit was leading her to do. But, um, you know, that only comes from the grace of God. There's no other way humanly that we could forgive someone that has taken the life of our child. There's no there's no other way that we could. But, you know, Jesus, even Jesus on the cross said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He was talking to his father about the people stoning him. I mean, I... It's hard for me to say, forgive her. She hurt my feelings. I mean, it's hard enough for that. But yeah, these people were stoning him. And he said, forgive them for they know what they do. You know, God is just so cool. So, so cool. So I just want to encourage you to get with him. When when you're feeling some sort of way, that warning light of um, anxiety, bitterness, angerness, ask him, who do I need to forgive God? What's going on? 
And he'll show you, I fully believe he'll show you, he'll bring it to your mind, and then it's your job to talk to him about it. Try to release it. Get with the Holy Spirit and let him help you. I'll give you some verses that I looked up that helped me, that, that the Holy Spirit used to let me see it in a different way. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. So I haven't done anything to deserve salvation. I haven't done anything to deserve his forgiveness. He did it. So how? why should I hold... You know, it's like the parable of the man who um, was forgiven for his debt, but then he went out and demanded other people pay for theirs. He had somebody killed, I think, in the parable. I should have read it. But, you know, it's like that. Like, God forgives us, but yet we're going to hold things against humans when he's the ultimate judge. Um... A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh, that really wasn't one. Oh, I mean, it could have been one. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Matthew 5, 7. Now, what is mercy? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. So if I'm not paying somebody back for what they deserve, then I'll receive mercy from God. I mean, that's power. I want his mercy because, you know, I should be in hell 20 times a day probably for the stuff I mess up because he's so holy not because he's wrathful and mean and like wants to throw me in hell but he's so holy that being in his presence I'm just not I'm just not holy enough I'm not you know I'm the righteousness of Christ not the righteousness of Christina there's no righteousness in me it's only of Christ that I can be in his presence so you know Matthew 5 23 says if you're offering your gift to the altar and you remember your brother has something against you leave your gift there for the altar and go first be reconciled with your brother then come and offer your gift now i always thought that meant i got to go to the person no you got to talk it over with god when i come to god and i'm offering him praise and thanksgiving but yet i hate someone in my heart i need to get that right first really i mean that's that's what it stands for um, let the wicked forsake their, his way and let the unrighteous man, his thoughts, let him return to the Lord that they may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will be abundantly pardoned. So how do we pray? I mean, like when I was praying for this person, my first thought was, no, they need to, they need to, to get paid back. But when I think about it, I don't want them in hell. I do not want them in hell. So my prayer would be that they reconcile with God. Wouldn't that be our prayer for everyone? Wouldn't the world just be a much better place if we all knew Jesus? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't the people that have hurt you be better to you if they just knew Jesus? And maybe they do know Jesus. I'm not saying they don't. Maybe they do know Jesus. But you know what I mean? Okay. All right. Um, 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. So me showing love is going to, I don't want to say cover, because the blood of Jesus is what covers it, but love is God's language. When we love others, that's the language of how we communicate with him, through not words to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it makes sense in my mind. All right, let me pray for you guys. I want to jump off here. I don't want to keep you too long. And I love you. Thank you for listening. Um, share this with someone that you think might need it. Share it on your social media feed. Screen, if you're listening on this phone, screenshot it. Put it in your stories and tag me. That would just be the biggest blessing and honor if you would do that for me. So let's go to Father. Father God, I just thank you that we can come to you, that by the blood of Jesus, that we could be in your presence. Thank you for that opportunity. We don't deserve it. 
We're so undeserving, but I thank you for it. And I just pray that everyone listening right now is just given a special grace place, space of grace that you show them who they're holding resentment for in their heart and that you help them. It's not something that a human can do or therapy can do, but you can do it. You have that supernatural power to help us. No one, no, nobody else can give us that supernatural power like you can. I just pray that you just show us who we're holding resentment and bitterness towards and then walk us through it, helping us to let it go by only the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus. We love you so much. Amen and amen.